Okay. Jesus, the hope of glory. Jesus represents hope. Right. So whatever it is that we're going through, whatever our burden is, Jesus is hope. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. forever. What he did for the world then, he's doing it right now. Right. What he did to change people's lives then, he's doing it right now. Right. He never stopped. It doesn't matter what our world is like, he never stopped being Jesus. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMahon and Steve Sargent. Now, we've been talking off air. And, uh, we talk about a lot of stuff. Me and yeah. Steve, we get going when we're together. As uh, He's a good friend. So I, I do you. appreciate, Steve, always the opportunity to joke around with you, teach you about stuff. You You're a real guy. You know, and I, I appreciate I, it. I do appreciate you yeah. coming in. Thank you. And, you know, we got to talk, too, just about uh, where we've seen God working, whether I just heard a story about a man's brother having a vision to start a halfway house and how this halfway house over three decades has put seven to eight men. They came out of drug addiction as pastors of yeah. churches now. And you were talking about a ministry you guys support down in Guatemala where, wow, man, I mean, they're just doing great stuff for the Lord. And yes, they're sir. taking gang members and drug addicts and getting them cleaned up and people are turning their lives over to Christ. I mean, there's a mm -hmm. big work. This going around all over the world. Sometimes we, you know, we think about our own lives and we think about what's going on and we got going on and we forget, man, God just moving. He's working all over the place. He is moving. He's moving and we can't ever lose focus on that. Right. You know, sometimes we get caught up. We major in minors. Oh, for and sure. Minor in majors. For but sure. when we look, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Right. If we can continue to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and see men and women's lives changed right. by Jesus Christ. It makes it all worth it. And that's what our job is. That's what right. we're supposed to be doing. Right. All the all the things that we do should be leading to that. Right. Well, I don't I care agree. what group we belong to, what what our, our uh, function or job is in ministry, it should all, all roads should lead to that. Right. <laughs> Isn't it, uh, we live in an extremely sensitive uh, culture. Yes. And it's been like, man, it had to be... I would guess over 10 years ago and you start hearing about hate crimes and if you said something the wrong way mm -hmm. and then, you know, don't celebrate Christmas and don't say the word on this uh, campus. You can't have a secret Santa Claus because that might leave someone that hurt somebody's feelings and this and that and the other. And, and you said, of course, for us, you know, people like us where we've been picking on each other and teasing each other for years, <laughs> you know, like we grow up picking on each other, like, cause that's just what guys do. It's like, hard to wrap your mind and i've really come to the conclusion steve that in our world today you keep the focus on christ i mean don't yes. say too much you don't want to give your opinion too much on uh vaccines or mask or coronavirus or politics or whatever's mm -hmm. going on like you and i can talk about it all day privately but then if i was posting on social media i think i just need to keep the main thing the main thing and if i had to do it all over again I don't know if it'd be possible, but I'm saying if, if you could now let me go through a year and a half of COVID, take me back, put me at the beginning of it, I don't know if I would ever said one dang word. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I don't right. know that anything's really helpful and people are super sensitive. You know, if they're more timid about it than you are, whatever, mm. you know, and just, yeah, I don't know, man, because it just seems like we live in a world. You just. Yeah, that's true. 
So everything we say is, well, it's going to be scrutinized and picked apart. I think once the people, people that know us, know us, right. know you, know me, when you say something, I always take that in consideration that if there are people listening, especially when you're in a setting like this, you can't see your listener. You don't right. know who's listening. Right. Um, so I do want to be careful and prayerful how I word something. Right. Because my goal is not to make someone feel bad or, you know, downtrodden. No. You know, or beat them up. That's not what I'm trying to do. It makes right. them off like that. Though. Right. Well, Jesus said to the woman called adultery, I don't condemn you, but sin no more. That's I mean, right. So you you want to call people, like Jesus Christ came, he, he befriended sinners, but he came to call them to repentance. And I think that when you look at the big picture of things, that's where we need to keep focused mm -hmm. on what is Christ doing? Because he's powerful. And we were talking about him moving and just being operating all over the world. And here he is in this little town of Bethany. It's two miles from Jerusalem. He's already, they tried to stone him in chapter 10 for saying that he and the father were one and they understood that he was claiming to be God. And yeah. so they tried to stone him for that. They already told people to report him. Like if you see him report it, tell him to us because we want to arrest him. Yeah. I mean, it's set up, I mean, for the crucifixion. I mean, you're getting right there and close to it. And yet he knows there's a, a person in need and his friend has died, Lazarus, and he's come back to do the work of God. Yes. Even despite people saying they want to stone him, even despite, you know, the, you know, they, they wanted to cancel Jesus for <laughs> sure. And he came and, and it just said once more deeply moved. He came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by, the, by this time there's a bad odor. He's been in there four days. And Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Mm -hmm. So they, and just believe, right? Just believe. Just he believe. sees the resurrection and the life. And so they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. So, and when you say I have heard, that means mm -hmm. in the past with continuing results. It's something that... He, Jesus has already prayed about this before he got here. Mm -hmm. I, you have heard me. You've heard me at a point in the past. The results are continuing on into the present. And he said, I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Mm -hmm. Then he, he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, or when he had said this, he called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Mm -hmm. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the great clothes, let him go. Because he would have been wrapped, mummified, basically. Yeah, I mean, right. not mummified, like not his internal organs removed, but like wrapped up in linens. It mm -hmm. would have looked like a mummy to us. I mean, come waddling out there yeah. in all the grave clothes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I look at this thing and my goodness, if, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ after he raises a man from the dead, I don't know what in the world you're looking for. <laughs> Prove that you're really the guy. Prove you're really the Messiah. Okay, the guy's been dead four days. Lazarus, come forth. Boom. He just calls his name and he comes out. Right. Comes out. Can you imagine, man, what a show, what a spectacle this was. Mm. They're all gathered around mm. Mary and Martha. They're all looking to see. Mm. He's praying to heaven. They're yeah. like, there are probably some of them around there thinking, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's not coming back. Watch this. He's about to get embarrassed. Oh, no. Lazarus gets right up, comes out. I wish we could have talked to him. We didn't. There was no Lazarus? recording. Yeah, when he came back. like That would have been cool. Yeah. You have an interview with him. And what would you say? What would you want to know? Like, dude, where were you? 
Oh, yeah. Like, where was your spirit? What well, did it look real? like? Yeah, what was sure. it like? Yeah. What was it like? On and the other side. Did you hear him when he called you? And the, all those things I would like to know, like, right. from, from him. And he's, you know, tell the story. I'm sure Mary and Martha probably spoke to him and his other friends, I'm sure, about his uh, experience. And that's not a near-death experience. That's right. a death experience. Right. Well, you know, you start off in this book in, you know, chapter two, making water to wine. Yeah. And changing the composition of what water is to make it something totally different, mm -hmm. which is powerful. You're taking death and you're converting it back to life, which is absolutely humanly impossible for us. Sure. We cannot bring somebody's, once somebody's out, I mean, a certain number of minutes, man. I mean, no oxygen to brain cells is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Four minutes. I mean, I don't even know then. I mean, that, that'd be a forever time, really. Yeah. I mean, this guy's been in the grave for four days, and Jesus Christ raises him wow. from the dead. I mean, to see it, to, to watch it, to mm. be in the crowd that day and to see this happen would be like, did I really just see that? <laughs> Can you imagine if this was on TikTok oh, boy. today? Yeah. Let's have 10 million views. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it would be unstinking believable mm. that something like this could happen. It could go on. Yeah, it's incredible because Lazarus naturally died. We don't know what he had, like sickness wise, but we know he died, and we know Jesus resurrected him. Right. So every dead situation in our life, where it looks like there's no hope, we right. have people that we know who are on the street. Um, there's no hope for them. It appears. There are people who are in peril, and it appears there's no hope for them. Jesus comes around. Okay. Jesus, the hope of glory. Jesus represents hope. Right. So whatever it is that we're going through, whatever our burden is, Jesus is hope. When he's there, there's always hope. I Okay, I'm, I'm going with that theme because you're absolutely right, and I 100% agree. When you think about his ability to take uh, – something like water and make it something else. You think of Jesus Christ's ability to be able to take a person where they are, maybe in a bad place, maybe addiction, mm -hmm. could be to pornography, could be to drugs, could be greedy, self-centered, son of a gun, mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ can change things, brings hope. If you can change death and make it life, yes, and clearly it says in the Bible that we were dead to sin. Yes. And we are alive to God. That he brings us. I mean, you look at the whole analogy of what baptism is, laying a person down. Like they're dead. Bring it and rise. Like you got, I'm sure you guys practice baptism Absolutely. the same way, right? Yes. So dead, when we say you're, you, you, right, you lay him back, you're dead to sin, you're alive to God. And you think about this death to sin of Lazarus, this raising it back to new life. There's a new life for people in Christ. Mm-hmm. There can be a new life for your marriage. And I'm saying, I, I do believe that, you know, other than saying words, you would have to trust Christ for that. I mean, if I, if there was a couple listening to this, let's say a married couple, and we're talking about having a new life, and they might think, yeah, I'd like to have a new life in my marriage. I would say that would require both people having faith yeah. in Jesus. I, I would say that that would be a great place to start, at least one having complete faith in Jesus, that Jesus changes things. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because the one could cause the other one to be persuaded, you know, to be like-minded. You ever come to those places, Steve, where you just realize that 
there's something, whether it's with your family members or a friend or a situation with people you work with or maybe an organization you're working in, and, and you just, you know there's a problem. And you realize, yes, but I really haven't prayed about that. Like, I haven't brought that to God and asked him to change that. Yeah. Right? And then you do. And, and you come to God because he, Jesus Christ, says here, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I knew that you always hear me. And we're, as Christians, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, and we can say, God, you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. Praying with the confidence that God can truly change things and change hearts and change situations and opportunities, whatever needs to be changed, mm-hmm. right? Maybe opening up eyes for people to see things. Because sometimes people, when they're in trouble, are typically blind to something. Oh, yeah. Right? And, right. and they need their eyes open. They're maybe blind to how they're hurting people or they're blind to how their actions are affecting their marriage. Mm-hmm. And they just need to be aware of it. And to pray about that, that God would open their eyes, I think is a powerful thing. It is a very powerful thing. And sometimes that's part of our problem. What you mentioned, we may have these issues and sometimes they can be overwhelming to us. And there's a simple thing that sometimes we've overlooked. You know what? We haven't prayed about that. Right. Well, what does it look like for you? You know, if you come to a God and, and when you're praying for God, like, do you have a time of day you pray? Yes. Do you have, like, what is it? Early in the morning. Okay. Early. I, like, like routinely, what are we talking about? I routinely, well, I want to say I, the Lord wakes me up without my alarm clock. It doesn't matter what, if I'm on Eastern time, Pacific, it doesn't matter. About 530 in the morning, he wakes me up. Okay. And then what and happens? I talk. That's when I pray. I begin to pray about the things I know I have to go through that day. Do you, do you um, lay in bed and pray? Do you get up and pray? Do you uh, walk Both. Because I, yeah. I, I do a lot of times pray moving around. Okay. But I pray in the bed sometimes. I'm actually on my knees at times. I'm actually moving around at times. And I can talk to God like I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, right. And tell him all, not that he doesn't know, but I tell him what's going on and the frustration I may have, or other people that I know who needs prayer, like they're sick or are lost or going through a very tough time, I bring them before him too. And then I ask him, because, you know, every day there's things we're going to come across that, you know, we, that wasn't on my calendar for the day. He knows the things we're going to come across or the people that we're going to come across. And, um, and we ask him to help us, like whatever situation I might run into today, give me the wisdom to deal with it. I always ask him for wisdom because we, you know, you've done things for a certain length of time. We kind of feel like we know what we're doing, but without his wisdom, we don't always know what we're doing. No, I agree. So yeah, I, 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 I always try to ask him to give me wisdom. Give me the okay. wisdom to um, go in and out of people and how to, how I might impact people and not treat people according to how I feel. Like I'm not having a good day. So everybody at work knows I'm not having a good day. I don't want to go like that. Wow. That's you know, a great one. I want to be able to still help someone, even though I feel like I need a break or I'm overwhelmed. And that may be true, but right now you still have to do what you need yeah, to do. I love that. I love that point you're making right now because you're saying that I, I want to treat people 
at times better than how I feel about yes, things. Absolutely. So if I feel discouraged, I don't want to treat people from right. that position of feeling discouraged mm -hmm. or if I'm upset or feeling a little emotional or, you know, we can get tired because, you know, we do work a lot. We put in a lot of nights right. at times and, you know, you can get tired and I don't want to treat somebody in accordance with my weariness. And you think about Jesus Christ in the situation where they tried to stone him. He could have said, I'm not going there. I'm not showing you people anything. Mm -hmm. Last time I was in that area, you tried to stone me. So, you know what? Too bad. But he didn't do that. Like, he didn't treat them in accordance with how they treated right, him. Right, right. Because he knew he had a mission. And really, I believe he was in a place where he knew he was going to save and die for the sins of the world. He's two miles from Jerusalem. He knows the triumphal entry is coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Right? Because a lot of the people that follow Christ into Jerusalem, from my understanding, were people who were here. Like, they were people who saw him raise Lazarus right, from the dead right. and they were following him from Bethany as he went up. And then people, as they heard he was coming to the, the religious leaders who wanted to kill Jesus. I mean, they had a real task on their hands because this guy was getting, he was popular at that moment. I mean, people are, are seeing what he's doing. There are mm -hmm. people that are coming to believe and the whole book of John's about people coming to believe anyway. And so people are coming to trust Christ yeah. because of what they've seen. But I do like what you said. I'm not, I'm not going to respond today, Lord. Help me not to respond today the way that I feel. Yeah. Because if I'm having a, a bummer day, I don't <laughs> want to make everyone else have a bummer day around me, mm -hmm. which I don't know that I'm always that golden. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I don't know that, you know, probably some days, no, if I'm having a bad day, you might too. <laughs> <laughs> might all be having a bad day if I'm having a bad day. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, he goes on, there's a plot to kill Jesus. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary had seen what Jesus did and believed in him, but some of them went to the Pharisees. They went to the Pharisees mm -hmm. and they told them what Jesus had done. <laughs> then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. Can you believe it? Jesus Christ just healed a man who had been, we put him in the tomb. Wow. How dare you, right? I mean, can you believe it? They went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Tattletailing. <laughs> what are we accomplishing? They asked. Here is a man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. <laughs> yeah. God forbid, right? God forbid. And then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. Mm. Which, by the way, they crucified Christ and Rome came in 70 AD and took away their temple anyway. Then one of them named uh, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. So, I mean, they have some pretty big people involved in this. I mean, mm -hmm. you're talking about the high priest in Jerusalem as part of this. And he said, you know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. Mm -hmm. Wow, doesn't even know what he's saying. Better mm -hmm. for you that Don't one know. man die for the sinners. That, Jesus Christ came. He was that one man to die for the sins of the world. I mean, that's awesome in and of itself. And he did not say this on his own, but as a high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation. And not only for that nation, but the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. So from that day, they plotted to take his life. From that day, from that day, after he had performed such a great miracle, right? let's right. kill him. right. Isn't that the craziest thing? What? Come on, how many you might we want somebody our... like that to hang around, right? Because you're going to need him. Yeah, your family's going to suffer. Right. You know, somebody that you love is going to die. You want him to be around to well, help. They created a false scenario. Yeah. They created a scenario that Rome was going to indeed come and, and take their nation if they didn't kill Jesus. There's no evidence whatsoever to suggest that. Mm. There's no evidence 
that that was going to happen. They made this up. Yeah. They made the story up. They made the worry up, just like a lot of us do. Sometimes we just make just problems make it up. up. They're making. There's not a problem when a man can heal people and bring them from the dead. There's no problem here. He healed a blind man. There's no problem here. Mm-hmm. He's teaching people the truth. There's no problem here. <laughs> they made that problem. Yep. They made it. Mm. And sometimes, you know, we make it. We make problems where there are no problems. So when it was almost time for the Jew, and maybe we need to learn a lesson there. Don't make problems where there are no problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before Passover. And they kept looking for Jesus. And as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another, what do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priests and Pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it that they might arrest him mm. so now in the very next chapter is the triumphal entry mm-hmm. so this is this is all coming to a head now and you have in chapter 12 I mean, the rest of the book's going to be pra- a lot of the uh, gospels are like this a lot of time is spent on the last week of christ's life yeah yep so yeah what a what a mighty jesus we have who sacrificed so much for us right and what i love about it what he did then he's just as powerful now yes he didn't lose his power because oh that was two thousand years ago right. and you know like our food outdates our cars outdate everything we have almost outdates there's bigger better faster right. more convenient jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever. forever what he did for the world then he's doing it right now right what he did to change people's lives then he's doing it right now right he never stopped it doesn't matter what our world is like. He never stopped being Jesus. Right. So never stop being a Christian. That's right. No matter how the world treats you. Yeah. No matter what's done to you. You know, I, I just talked to a, a young, I was a young lady. Let's, let's put it that way. And she was telling me about drama at her school. And I reminded her, I said, nobody can dictate your behavior. You get to decide the person you want to be, no matter how they treat you. Yeah. No matter how they talk to you. And I even asked them uh, about maybe a half hour later or so after we had the conversation, I went back and talked to them. I said, have you prayed about it? Hmm. Now, this, this kid's 11. Have you prayed about it? And ask God to help you figure out this hard situation that you're having right now. Mm-hmm. Have you prayed about it? You don't have to be somebody else just because somebody else is doing something they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden now you're going to be doing something you shouldn't be doing. You can be a Christian. Jesus Christ didn't change who he was. He always stayed that same person. That's true. So we want to stay followers of Christ no matter how we are treated. That's right. So we hope this show has been a blessing to you and helps you and gives you some great things to think about during this week. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, feel free, by the way. I mean, I'm sure there are share buttons, however you're listening to it. Share with your friends. Share it out on um, you know, you can, I'm sure, message it to somebody. You can, uh, I guess, text it to somebody. You can share it on Facebook, talk about it on Instagram, wherever. So we, we do indeed appreciate it. Y'all have a great, again, and a blessed week and a blessed day.